our good friend Rick Rule with Every Mother's Nightmare with the walls come tumbling down for the Instagram girl and uh, the twerking guy. <laughs> their walls. You know, I, dude, this just reconfirms everything we always talk about. I just fucking hate people. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, why, why, when, when you start talking about, you know, trying to live to be, you know, 70, 80 years old, it's like, why (laughs) this, this is what's coming. This is, this is our next generation. These are the people that we're entitled, that we're thinking are going to take care of us to be a part of that. No, I, I wouldn't want to be a part of it, but I think I would find satisfaction in knowing I've took a few of them out before I checked out myself. Well, I could do that at fucking 55. <laughs> There's no age limit on taking people out. You can do it as young or old as you want. Right. Ridiculous. Yep. Well, speaking of horrible people. Okay. <laughs> a divorce lawyer is sharing the most evil ways spouses tried to screw each other over. Oh, this ought to be good. You like Settle this. it, folks. <laughs> Get ready for phone calls for people that are ready to top these. Right. <laughs> the end of a marriage can be a traumatic thing as two people who once promised to love and support each other come to realize they are incompatible or in some cases are faced with infidelity or deception. Mm -hmm. Once that happens, anger is a pretty predictable emotional response and it can fuel all kinds of chaos when it comes to divorce proceedings. Yeah, pal. (laughs) In a thread that has blown up on Reddit, Divorce lawyers have been recalling some of the most outlandishly acrimonious separations they've ever dealt with in a professional capacity and the ways that the soon-to-be exes use the law to try to hurt each other. Right, okay. Um, like this client whose seemingly generous offer in a divorce came with strings in the tail. He gave her five of his nine companies. They were the ones that owed seven figures in payroll taxes. (laughs) He had made her the bookkeeper on paper. She spent decades trying to shake the IRS from the results. (laughs) That's funny. In other cases, financial cruelty also means animal cruelty. Okay. A soon-to-be ex-husband left his wife's prize koi to die on the doorstep of their house. Apparently, the value of these fish, six in total, was over $100,000. Jesus, for fish? <laughs> for fish. That seems ridiculous all by itself. Koi fish. Basically, okay. they're overgrown goldfish. Yeah, that's a lot of lot of coin for that yeah see uh, do do the math here real quick uh hundred thousand so each one of those fish was worth about seventeen thousand dollars a piece (laughs) (laughs) a 17 now can you imagine having the kind of money that you go 
Yeah, I got this koi pond in my backyard. Could yeah. you fill it with fish about $100,000 worth? Yeah, I could get them for about sixteen grand a piece. Oh, good. Get me six. <laughs> Give me six of those suckers. Yeah. Uh, for some couples, it doesn't matter how long the battle lasts as long as they win in the end. Mm-hmm. This is frequently a small but symbolic victory. My divorce, my divorce lawyer told me about a case she was involved in where both clients were so petty that they had to meet to argue over literally every single crap scrap of everything. <laughs> the final object that neither would settle on was a ceramic rabbit statue. A really generic one from the Home Depot or whatever. Zero sentimental value, but since it was the final item, neither side wanted to lose. The last thing that they dragged it out over three separate meetings for this one thing. I don't remember which ended up getting it, but once they settled and signed and everything, the winning party stuck it to their lawyer's desk as a gift and walked out. <laughs> so so they fought over it wasted probably another ten thousand dollars in legal fees and then didn't even keep the fucking thing nope it's just that's like well you didn't get it and that's all that matters to me yeah here the lawyer can have it <laughs> yeah it's not even worth whatever it is we paid for in lawyer's fees but just the fact that i kept you from getting it that yeah. was worth it yeah. Well, yeah. You, you know what's funny? You're reading these and these are supposed to be petty and horrible. I can 100% see me doing this. I could totally see if I was that pissed off in a divorce that that, that would be me. If I, you know, if I really, really felt fucked over. Yeah. I could see that. Well, I, I can tell you from personal experience mm-hmm. that, you know, in my you know, previous relationships, of course, they weren't marriage relationships, but there were, you know, properties that were, that were, um, purchased or, or, uh, you know, bought, acquired, acquired, acquired during the relationship. Mm-hmm. When that relationship was over, I never asked for any of it back. I always just walked away. Well, well I was lucky. I didn't have to deal with any nonsense with the, with the ex. You know, she wanted what she wanted. And, you know, I told her, I said, you know, I'm keeping the house. I'm keeping the business. You can take anything else that you want. I really don't give a shit, but I'm keeping those two. And if that's not good enough, then we can go to court and fight forever. And she knew that I would. She knew that I would fight until both of us were bankrupt. Right. Just to just to make the point. So I get it. You know, I, I certainly get this point, and thank God she just was like, fuck it, yeah, I'll just take some furniture, and I'm out of here. Thank God. Well, one of the ones that you knew when I lived in Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, I had purchased a whole living room set Yeah, and, and a dining room set, mm-hmm. and I walked away and didn't ask for anything in return for that. And you were like, just fuck it, I'm yeah. out of here. yeah. It was like $1,200 worth of furniture, but I never asked for a goddamn thing. I just like, yeah, fuck it. You keep it. And you were with her, what, eight years? Five. 
Five years? Yeah. Twelve hundred bucks, please. That's a that's not worth the hassle of going back to fight for it. Nope. Didn't care. And and a ring. Ring back. Yeah. That was that was about two grand. Does she still have it? I have no idea. She's been. Are you not in, I thought you were sort of in contact. With I am, but I, I never asked. I don't give a shit. Ask her next time. Just but, ask her. Say, it's curious. Yeah. We were talking shit about you on the show. Did yeah. you keep that ring? <laughs> well, the, the thing is, is that a few years ago, she caught us talking shit about her on the show. Oh, did she? Yeah. She caught, she called me the next day and said, thanks for trashing me like you did. What did we say about her? Oh, uh, I, I was telling some story, but we didn't mention her by name, but she was yeah. listening and she knew it was, it was her. We didn't say name or anything. Yeah. We never say her name. Uh, uh-uh. and, and she was just like, yeah, thanks for trashing me the way that you did. It's like, yeah, well, it's my story to tell. Yeah. She could have called in. She didn't though. She could have retorted. Yeah. But she's, she's been married again and divorced since. Yeah. So she's a one and a half time loser. Well, again, I, this, 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 I have to be married. I have to be married Mm -hmm. and then they get married and then, you know, they're miserable. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, this, this isn't exactly how I had hoped it would turn out. Yeah, exactly. I married an alcoholic and the guy was abusive. Yeah. How'd that happen? Yeah. How'd that work out for you? Well, it always goes back to the theory of, I thought he would change. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> We're not changing. Yeah. But uh, yeah. regardless of that, mm-hmm. you know, oh, when I look back at the amount of money that I, that I basically lost, mm-hmm. uh, it really, it really adds up into the thousands and the thousands. Sure. But I course. never, never once did I ever say, yeah, I want that back or I. I want the equivalent of half of that or anything ever. Yeah. I just like, yeah, toodaloo, buckaroo. I'm out of here. See ya. Yeah. Yep. Now, mm-hmm. on the other hand, the last one that you met, mm-hmm. she was insistent that uh, she needed this bag of candy out of my cupboard. A bag of candy? A bag of candy. What was the net value of this candy? Uh, I would say, I don't know. What, what, what is a bag of, uh, what those mini, mini candy bars? What, what is a bag of those cost? What, you mean it wasn't like some designer? No, candy? it was something you buy at the grocery store. It was like, like uh, the, Snickers like the, yeah, like the mini Snickers bars. Yeah. What, what is a bag of those costs? Like $5? Yeah. But, uh, you know, and again, I don't eat candy and it, it would have never, I would have never consumed it. And it was just something that she had purchased and threw in my cupboard because she was going to go to a niece's birthday party or something. And she was going to take it. And then she's just like, you need to bring me that bag of candy. Fuck you. I would have absolutely <laughs> opened that bag of candy and sprayed it all over her fucking driveway. <laughs> Here's your bag of candy, you bitch. This candy spread out for every second of the fucking time that you drove me crazy driving 300 miles back from Pennsylvania. Exactly. But but seriously, that that was really the only concern. You need to return that you need to return that bag of candy. It's like are you shitting me? A bag of candy? I can't believe you didn't answer that with fuck you. I didn't answer it. 
Did you give her a candy? I gave her a candy, but I threw it in with all the other shit that she wanted back too. She had like hair care products and crap like that in one of my bathrooms. Dude, if it was me, I'd have put it about three feet over my stove and turned it <laughs> on for an hour. I'd have melted every last bit of that shit. And then she goes to give it for the niece's party, it would just be a bag of goo. <laughs> See, that's the difference between you and I. You, you're more vindictive than I am. Oh, Me, absolutely. I just want to get rid of the headache and be done with it. I might have opened one piece of candy up, took a little bit of shit and put it, rewrapped it. Put it back in there. Have all them kids eating candy, and then one kid takes a bite of a shit. Fuck you, you bitch. Yeah. Ugh. I would never have. She would have never got that candy from me. Yeah, but see, that's the difference between you and I. Me, I just want to get rid of the problem. I just yeah. want to be done with it. I want to get rid of it. I, I, you know, once I'm done with shit, I'm done with it. And it's just like, if this is what's going to make you go away and leave me alone, here's your fucking bag of candy. Because it's so petty, I would have had to be that petty back. I would have absolutely had to do something with it. Glued all the pieces together so she couldn't use something. I would have had to fuck with her. I could not just let that go. Yeah. Something that fucking petty. I hear you. Well, again, you you would have fit this story perfectly. I would have absolutely because I am petty like that. Yep. All right, then there's the downright petty, as Chris has so yes. eloquently explained. Yes. Like this mischievous ex-wife, I once had a boss who had to leave his house for six hours while his ex-wife grabbed all of the belongings that she was legally entitled to. Mm-hmm. When he returned home. Every knob and handle was gone. Doorknobs, cabinet handles, drawer handles, anything that was screwed onto something and used to open it, she had taken it. (laughs) It's funny. And this lady who went all in on the vandalism, she Mm -hmm. waited until he was on a business trip and came into the house, turned on all the faucets, plugged the drains, Turned off the furnace and then she left. Oh, she would have been found murdered on the side of a road somewhere. (laughs) It was negative 10 degrees. He came back five days later and the house was ruined. The water Uh had frozen and it cracked the foundation. They would have thought the Zodiac killer came back from the dead. (laughs) Because they'd have found her with a fucking note that didn't make any sense pinned to her fucking chest. Oh, my God. Oh, I would be, oh, I'd have to do something on that one too. Her car would have to explode or something. Right. Wasn't that, uh, that wasn't, wasn't that the home alone premise? They called themselves the wet bandits. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They, they turned on the faucets and plugged the sinks. Yeah, exactly. That's what he did. Yeah. Flooded out the houses. (laughs) Yep. These are especially egregious examples of couples who will do everything in the power to spite each other, but Mm -hmm. it is possible to have a good divorce. With this painful process comes a roller coaster of emotions that are like the stages of grief, denial, anger, bargaining, letting go, and acceptance. Mm -hmm. Um, The challenge in this case is knowing you're soon to be exes alive and you still have to interact. Yeah, that's the Belmer part that they're still alive. Right. 
But me, you know, when I'm, when, when somebody decides, you know, I'm done, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, me personally, I just walk away. You'll never see or hear from me again. You never run into any of them anywhere. Well, that, I won't say that, but the chances are very slim. Yeah. But you know, for the most part, I'm you're never going to hear from me again. Right. I'm done. I'm so out. let's say five more years go by yeah. five years from now, and Pittsburgh girl shows up in a grocery store. And it's like, Hey, how are you? How have you been? Will you even speak to her? No. Or will you, or will you still be like, fuck you, bitch? Yeah, no, I'll look at her and just walk on. Be like a, oh, do you still have a problem with how that happened? <laughs> yeah, you're dead to me. You're mean. Yeah, I know. And I'm happy. I'm glad I'm mean. That's why I left you, because you're so mean. Yeah, yeah, you know you know me, how mean I am. Oh, you're very mean. I'm a very generous person, extremely generous. Very mean. Yeah. You're a mean, nasty prick, you. <laughs> All right, one of your favorites. She's available, Chris. Who? Stacy Dash. I do like some Stacy Dash. I know you do. Stacy Dash is separating from her husband of two years. Does she bang fat guys? I don't know. The Clueless Star 53 announced uh, the news on her Instagram account. (laughs) Sharing a statement on Thursday in which she revealed she and her husband, Jeffrey Marty. This guy has two first names. Jeffrey Marty? Jeffrey Marty. They're going their separate ways. Hello, everyone. My husband and I have made a hard decision to end our marriage. I'm taking all the door handles. He gets the dog. (laughs) After much prayer. Yeah, sure. Prayer? Yeah. I feel that this is the right path for both of us, and I wish him nothing but the best. So while he was away on one of his business trips, I left all the faucets on and blocked all the sinks and wrecked wrecked his house. She added, thank you to everyone for their support and respecting our privacy during this difficult time. We're not. (laughs) You're you're posting it out on social media. Yeah. We're not respecting your privacy at all. Yeah. Dash and Marty, a lawyer, surprise, surprise, tied the knot in a secret ceremony on April 6th of 2018, just 10 days after they met each other. Their split comes seven months after the police arrived at their home in Tampa, Florida and arrested the actress following the alleged physical altercation with her, with him. Well, I I can't believe after 10 whole days of dating that they fell apart as a couple. (laughs) I can't believe that happened. It was love at first sight. She is hot though. In a statement previously obtained by people at the time, Das said that she and Marty had a marital dispute at their Tampa, Florida suburb and that the police did arrive at their home on September 29th. Okay. No charges were pressed by her husband. However, deputies arrest Miss Dash peacefully as a formality. Miss Dash's husband appeared in court today, September 30th on her behalf. And Miss Dash was released from the Lando Lakes. Oh, well, the place of the race's butter. 
right. <laughs> Detention facility. No further legal action is pending. The marital dispute, while personal and unfortunate, has been blown out of proportion. An earlier report on TMZ said her manager told TMZ that she was attacked by her husband. Both the sources, uh, let's see, both the sources' relationship to Miss Dash and the events of the evening were misrepresented, the statement continued. Okay, well. So she's available, Chris. Look at that photo I just put up there. You wouldn't hit that? Dude, she's she's an attractive girl. Of course she's an attractive girl. I like her. Mm. I would love to look down in her fucking eyes. She has the, you know, it's weird that I'm not, I mean, she's got a, she's got a rocking body and everything else, but man, her eyes are fucking the shit. Well, for 53, she's, she's pretty smoking. She's rocking. It's amazing to me that she was not able to make any kind of a career. She had one fucking movie. Yeah, she had Clueless. That's it. That's it. And then she had to become a fucking Fox analyst because nobody else would hire her to do any movies. Holy smokes. Yeah. She still looks good for her age. Amen. I wouldn't mind spending another year or two with her before she hits the wall. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Miss Dash is a domestic abuse survivor. (laughs) She's a survivor. Whatever. From a previous relationship and as champion for other abuse victims to speak up. The untruth. You know what? That's all of a sudden my favorite cause. Yeah. I, I, I want to champion that. Well, maybe you her. could maybe you could work it like Jeffrey C. Music did with Taylor Swift. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I could be Stacey Dash's singer guy. Yeah. Wasn't uh didn't Jeffrey C. Music strike up some kind of a friendship with Taylor? Taylor Swift? I think he did. I think he did, yeah. Yeah. The untruthfulness being reported saddens Miss Dash and her family. Mm-hmm. No further comments will be made, and we ask that Miss Dash and her family's privacy be re- respected. Right. Again, when I see these comments about, you know, our privacy being respected, typically mm-hmm. these these celebrity types, yeah. they don't really have a lot of contact with just the stranger off the street. Yeah. So who's going to be bothering them? Yeah. How about this? Don't put it on Instagram and nobody would fucking know. Yeah, exactly. Know when they'd know when you go to court and the divorce is final. Yeah. Some asshole from TMZ sees you coming out of the courtroom and like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, I just got divorced today. You know, until then, you could have all the fucking privacy you want. <laughs> I mean, dude, when's the last time you heard Stacey Dash's name? <laughs> Probably when she got in that altercation with her husband. <laughs> <laughs> so basically when she was in the news. Yeah. Haven't heard shit from her since. Yeah, well, and then when she got let go from Fox News as an analyst. Yeah, well, she can become the CMS analyst. Yeah, well, well for you, she would be an analyst. Mm-hmm. Damn right. In an arrest report obtained by the Tampa Bay Times, police said that they responded to a 9-11 uh, call after Dash had gotten into a verbal argument with Marty, who was 44. So she, he's, he's almost 10 years younger than her. Good for him. During which she allegedly pushed him and slapped his face. And he called the police for that? Uh, well, mm-hmm. which ultimately. Which, which, 
which ultimately left him with red scratch marks on his left arm. Oh, my God. I, I see now why he called the police. Exactly. He got a fucking boo-boo. Well, she must have married a beta. She definitely did. Yeah. According to Pasco County court records, Dash's husband paid $500 to free the clueless actress. When was clueless made? 93? Way, way back. Yeah. We'll look it up real quick. Clueless. Was that like 93? Probably. Five. 95. Okay. I was off a little bit. So only 25 years ago. <laughs> so 25 years later, she's still referred to as the clueless actress. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe they just mean, maybe they don't mean movie-wise, just in general. She's just clueless. Isn't that funny, though, that she makes one freaking movie? She wasn't even a star of that one. No. And even that Felicia Rashad or whatever her name is. Yeah. Alicia. Mm -hmm. I mean, she was in the Aerosmith videos when Aerosmith was really riding. That's that's Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, I knew there was something like that. That she Alicia was the, is, is the, the mother on the uh, Cosby Show, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, same 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 time frame. <laughs> but Alicia Silverstone, that really is the only movie that she's really known for, too, isn't it? I know she's been in other things. Mm -hmm. But can you name whatever is whatever she's been uh, associated with? Well, you want me to read you the um, the movies that Stacey Dash has done? Was she done? Okay, I, obviously Clue. This is her biggest one. But go ahead. She's done a bunch of movies, actually. She's really, done about twenty five movies. I would have never known. And I've never seen any of these. <laughs> they were all straight. I mean, to, they were they all straight to video. <laughs> gotta be, but. She's got one called Lap Dance, and that automatically means I need to watch it. Stacey <laughs> Dash is in a movie called Lap Dance. You oh. know I'm getting that one. Okay. All right, here. I'll read them to you. You tell me if you've seen them. Right. Enemy Territory. Never heard of it. Moving. Nope. Tennessee Waltz. No idea. Mo Money. I do know that. That's one of the Wayans brothers. Damon Wayans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Renaissance man. Isn't that Arnold Schwarzenegger or something? Danny DeVito, Gregory Hines, James Remar, and, um, Cliff Robertson. Okay. Um, clueless, of course. I have seen this one illegal in blue. Don't know it. It's an erotic thriller. That's why I've seen it. She's okay. Naked. All right. Cold around the heart. Don't know it. Personals. The painting. No. Paper soldiers. No. View from the top. Uh, who's in that one? 2003 American romantic comedy film directed by Bruno Beretta and starring Gwyneth Paltrow, Christina Applegate, Candace Bergen, Joshua Melina, uh, Mark Ruffalo, Rob Lowe, Mike Myers. Yeah, I think I may have seen that one time. I don't, I mean, even reading the names, I don't recognize this movie, but okay. How about A Gang of Roses? No. Um, um, all right. Ride or Die? No. Uh, All Falls Down? No idea. Lethal Eviction? Nope. I Could Never Be Your Woman? 
I think that's, she might be saying that to you, Chris. I'm sorry to tell you, but. I know. <laughs> that one also starred Michelle Pfeiffer and Paul Rudd. No idea. Yeah. Ghost Image. Nope. Christmas Break. Christmas Break. It sounds familiar. Who was in that one? Don't know because it doesn't even have a link to it. <laughs> okay. Didn't do anything. Uh, Nora's Nora's Hair Salon 2, A Cut Above. <laughs> That's actually a title to a movie? That's the title. The hair, Nora's Hair Salon? Nora's Hair Salon 2. There was a one. <laughs> What's my point? This is like, really? That's a movie? Is a 2008 comedy drama written by Chanel Capra and Jill Max Maxi, who also directed. It stars Tatiana Ali, the little girl from um, um, Fresh Prince, oh. and Stacey Dash and Bobby Brown. The sequel to 2004's Nora's Hair Salon. Bobby it's Brown, the singer guy? It's B-O-B-Y, so I'm thinking yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't know that one. Uh, how about Fashion Victim? No. Phantom Punch? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, it's the bi biopic of Sonny Liston with Ving Rames as the lead as the lead. Okay. Uh, wild about Harry. <laughs> no. Chrome Angels. Chrome Angels. Yeah. No. Dysfunctional Friends. Nope. Um, house arrest. No. Blue butterflies. Blue butterflies. Yeah. Oh, that's a big hit. Can you believe she was in that? Man. Um, lap dance. <laughs> I, I imagine that's one you're going to look. I'm going to find that one. Of course. Um, patient killer. No, nope. no. The, the thinning. <laughs> no. Honor up. No. The dawn. The dawn. The dawn. No. And last but not least, Roe v. Wade. I mean, I know what the case is. Obviously, that's the abortion thing, but I have no idea. It's being filmed now. Okay, so it's, it's not out yet. <laughs> All right. That's going to be her breakthrough, Roe well, v. Wade. I'm sure it will be. Sure it will be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what a fucking useless career. Jesus, she just does any movie. Who's her agent? A homeless guy in her neighborhood? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. She'll take anything. Huh? Well, you, I oh, mean, come on. I mean, can she can she can she afford to be choosy? I mean well, she she's she, she must, I I mean, she she did clueless and then illegal in blue. I remember I remember watching Illegal in Blue, and that was pretty good. And that was the same year, but then after that, nothing. Yeah. The fuck? Couldn't she afford an agent? I mean, she's hot enough to wear. I, I, she's all, all bullshitting aside. In 1995, in the Clueless era, definitely hotter than Halle Berry. Yes? No? Uh, I would say pretty pretty equal. Pretty equal? Yeah. I, I would take her probably over Halle Berry. They're okay. close. They're both they're both hot. When, when, when Halle Berry grows her hair out or she gets a long weave, she's pretty mm -hmm. smoking hot. When she's got that pixie cut thing, it doesn't yeah. do a thing for me. She's a very attractive girl. 
Mm-hmm. I just hate that hair, that that short hair thing going on. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, she um she should have been able to convert. I mean, she was in a huge movie and she was hot. She should have been able to convert that to something. The fuck, dude? Wasn't there any Pauly Shore movies to be in or something? <laughs> She's not even in those. Well, if you think about it, here's the funny thing. Yeah. She was in Clueless in 1995 mm-hmm. she's 53 now yeah that was 25 years ago yeah she was acting as a high school student at the age of 28 yeah and was believable yeah mm-hmm. she was 28 and clueless but she yeah. was being a, she was being a high school student and she could still probably play a 30 year old mom don't you think? Sure. I mean, she's an attractive girl. She's a hot piece of puss. <laughs> well, she's available, Chris. So you got to step up your game if you want to tap that. Well, cut face in the chat room posted a naked shot of her. Oh, really? Nice boobs. Let me see here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> cunt face. Cunt face. And to answer your question, Ricky Andrews never was big on Holly Robinson Pete. I don't like tall girls. She was tall. Uh-huh. That's why Stacy Dash falls into the good category. Right. She's All right. like it. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I see that uh, cunt face also posted her mug shot. Oh, that's still hit it. Whatever. Oh, this is Stacy Dash's fourth husband, really? Oh boy, she's a keeper. <laughs> Jesus Christ, maybe that explains some of the career too, right? Just a fucking disaster to deal with. That's got to be it. She's super fucking hot, but as soon as you get in there, it's like, oh, you want to run? Yeah, she's a handful. Mm-hmm. What's the term? Extremely high maintenance. <laughs> Look at these pictures that are starting to show up now of her naked. I'm I looking. know. I mean, she, Keep posting them, guys, oh, please. Oh, wow. Look at that. She's, she's got the landing strip going on. Look at a picture that Cuntface just put in there now. That's like the perfect shot. Is it? Is that the perfect shot? The perfect shot. She's got a perfect ass, and look at those eyes. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Look at that comment from Ricky Andrews. Holy shit. See, that's the precedent you set. <laughs> Holy shit, that's funny. I I have nothing to do with that. That yesterday. Oh my god, that's hysterical. You don't think she got a perfect ass there? She, she's a she's oh a very attractive woman. Ooh, wee. You wouldn't take you wouldn't risk the AIDS on that one. Well, she's, she's taken at least four dicks from husbands. <laughs> God knows how many boyfriend cocks have been in there. Right. But at least four husband dicks. Oh, you uh, that that other one where she's like behind the little veils. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, she's just waiting for you. She's just ready to get well, fucking. She did a lot of nakedness. Yeah, she's she just got to be Playboy or something. I had no idea. 
She had to do. She had to. She was starring in movies like fucking Blue Blue Butterfly. <laughs> but again, I I never followed her career, so I had no idea. Yeah, you and every other human being on Earth, nobody followed her career. Do you hear these movies I just rattled off? Nobody's seen these movies. Yeah. You know, I mentioned the movie The Painting. That's probably the first time it's ever been talked about on, <laughs> on a radio show in history. Right. Paper soldiers. Gang of roses. <laughs> Lethal eviction. Lethal eviction. Are you fucking kidding me? That sounds bad on a Showtime 3 a.m. movie. Right. That sounds awful at any point in time. Lethal eviction. Showing right after My Bloody Valentine 3, Back to the Mind <laughs> Jesus. All right. Too funny. Oh, I love Stacy. If she's if she's looking, I'll lie to you and tell you that I'm ready to marry. Well, you. She she might be so broke she'd be willing to you know settle. Would you like to be the official spokesperson for a, a fledgling pinball operation there, Stace? I'd love to have you come and sit on the pins. <laughs> At least one pin, right? like you to dance on the head of my dick yes ma'am <laughs> all right well one of our favorite subjects near and dear to our heart mm -hmm. alex jones love him alex jones said <laughs> he'd kill and cook his neighbors to feed his kids <laughs> You know, you're damn right, Neely. I absolutely would. I can't let my kids starve, Neely. I got a lot of vitamins here. You know, the kind that I sell. I, I might have to not sell them. But when push comes to shove, I'm going to have I'm gonna have a barbecue with Mr. Jones's ass. Damn right. You know. We're going to have boob stew. Boob stew, Neely. Boob stew from Mrs. Jones. <laughs> you know, I'm looking out at my neighbors and, uh, my neighbor's wife, she's uh, quite portly, and I'm thinking to myself, uh, she would make a great uh, a great stew. And uh, my kids are hungry during this uh, coronavirus. I wouldn't mind, uh, you know, slaughtering her and, you know, using her like a side of beef. <laughs> you know, Neely, I was just out back uh, investigating the Bilderbergs, and... <laughs> And my neighbor came over and he said, hey, have you seen my dog? And I just said, no, I didn't, as I quickly closed the lid on my grill. <laughs> Don't worry about your dog there, son. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Here, take a bottle of vitamins and get back to your house. The Bilderbergs are out here. They're after us. Don't get caught. <laughs> it's a global conspiracy, this COVID. It's a global conspiracy. Next thing you know, I'll have to eat your wife. And I don't mean the way you're thinking, sir. <laughs> In an unhinged rant on his InfoWars radio show, where does his radio show air? Is it is it internet only, or does the uh, commercial radio actually carry it? Do you know? I think there's some commercial stations that still carry it. I have no idea where. I'm sure it's in A markets like uh, Duluth and stuff like that. <laughs> All right. In an unhinged rant on his InfoWars radio show, notorious conspiracy theorist Alex Jones described in detail how he would kill and eat his neighbor to feed his children. 
Y'all act like that's crazy. Got to do what you got to do sometimes. Fighting off the Bilderbergs, you got to stay healthy. You got to stay fit. You got to be well fed. That means eating my neighbor. God damn it, I'm going to do it. You know, I got to sustain my energy to, you know, bring you this InfoWars radio show day after day because I know so many of you depend on the information that uh, I disseminate among my following. I haven't really talked about it much before, but my old neighbors, that's what we made the vitamins out of, her femur. <laughs> we just ground her femur up into, into pills, put them in a bottle. That's the vitamins we sell. I used to call it neighbor vitamins. Now it's just the vitamins. But it helps me. Helps me fight the Bilderbergs. Right. In a segment from his April 28th show, Mission Accomplished, Coronavirus Panic Triggers Global Collapse, the controversial radio host said, You know what? I'm ready. My daughters aren't starving to death. I'll eat my neighbors. You know who had a point, Neely? And it's just a big conspiracy that he was really a bad guy. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer, Neely. Jeffrey Dahmer knew what he was doing. He knew how to nourish himself. He didn't rely on the Bilderbergs to feed him. He went out and found his food. He was hunting easy prey, gay fags. I personally would start with the frogs. He went right for the faggots. That's <laughs> Neely. Gay, Neely gay fags? Gay fags, gay frogs, it's all the same, Neely. We all got to do what we got to do to survive the Bilderbergs. They're coming. It's a global agenda, Neely. It's a global conspiracy. They're out to take our livelihoods. They're out to take our lives. He then explains in graphic detail how we would go about doing so. A one-minute-long edited segment of the show was posted to Twitter by Jones's ex-wife, Kelly Jones, with whom he has battled in court for custody of their three children and the uh, frog statue, which she left on the lawyer's desk. I'd just like to say, Mrs. Jones, there might be barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> she might become a stake or three. Right. You better shut the fuck up. Mrs. Jones tweeted, this is my ex-husband, Alex Jones, graphically describing how he'll kill his neighbor to feed my kids. Homicidal and terrifying. Is she? No. You know, you know damn well he's not going to do this nonsense. It's just fucking just a, an idiot. Right. <laughs> I lost my kids for tweeting about injustice. This is unjust to my kids. This is a mom's worst nightmare. The courts must act, she added, before asking for retweets to further her cause. The Joneses divorce in March of 2015. 2015. Wow, five years ago. And in 2017, would she go back to him or something? Mm-hmm. Guess so. Miss Jones sought sole or joint custody of the children due to her husband's behavior. He has a history of wild conspiracy theories. You married him, though. And yeah, no shit. It's not new to Alex Jones. Right. An on-air rants. Miss Jones said that he is not a stable person. Yeah, I'll bet she doesn't mind the fact that he's fucking producing a, uh, a mid-six-level income, though. I'm sure she doesn't mind taking half of that. No, of course not. She'll, she'll happily let him be a conspiracy theorist as long as she's getting a fucking check. Sure. And look at her. She looks like somebody that could be fucking munched down on a fucking menu. 
poor for a month. Is she the blonde? I think so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what are these pictures with Alex Jones eating without a shirt on? <laughs> Alex is insane. I love him. Look at look at look at that tray of meat he has. He's got hot dogs and filet mignons and hamburgers and shish kebabs. Neely, that's my that's the people that all live in my cul-de-sac there, Neely. Right. That's all that is. They <laughs> used to live in the cul-de-sac. Now they're fucking a barbecue. Wow. What what is it with these guys who get married? I don't know. Especially, Especially these guys that you have money. Especially when you have any level of fame. Yeah. Not married. <laughs> All right. Um, Miss Jones lawyer Randall White said at the time that Alex Jones is a performance artist. He's playing a character. Miss mm-hmm. Jones won one joined custody in uh, March of 2020 launched a further custody case for the two younger children following Mr. Jones's arrest, driving under influence of alcohol. In two- I told you before, Neely, that was a conspiracy as well. The Bilderberg set me up with that one. I wasn't drinking anything. I was just drinking my vitamin water. <laughs> That's all it was with my vitamin water. There was no alcohol in there. This is all bullshit. It's all a global conspiracy. You got to shut me up. I know the secret of the COVID and they don't want that out there. (laughs) In Tuesday's show, Mr. Jones clarifies that he would starve to death before resorting to cannibalism, but that his children are uh, his weak spot. Having said for the courts that he was joking and isn't going to eat anybody. (laughs) He later adds, Oh, I'm a performance artist. Like they say, Alex Jones isn't real. Everybody knows I'm a fake as they come. Your honor. I just got to tell you, your honor. I will not eat my neighbor. (laughs) I won't do it. It's just something I said, your honor. And I am truly sorry. Not as sorry as the Bilderberg should be for running this COVID (laughs) on us. but But nevertheless, I am sorry. Again, your honor. Very sorry. I will not kill my neighbors to feed my children. (laughs) Whether believe it or not, Judge, uh, I am a religious man. I do follow the Ten Commandments. I follow the Third Commandment, thou shalt not eat your neighbors. And I believe that. I do. (laughs) I will not lay down with my neighbor's wife. I might put her on a grill, but I won't lay down with her. She's on her own while I'm cooking her up. I mean, I'm sorry, Your Honor. I shouldn't have said that out loud. Get it. It's me performing, Your Honor. I would never do that. She's a pig, and I was thinking about roasting a pig. That's really what it comes down to, Your Honor. I'll fill her mouth up with vitamins and pour some vitamin water on her. Make that shit healthy. (laughs) Were Mr. Jones to be serious, there is some solace for his neighbors. He only sees a 60% chance of the kind of collapse of society that might lead him to chop him up. And he has a few years worth of food stored away to get through the, the first through for, to get, let's see, stored away to get through first. <laughs> so he's, he's a believer in storing away that, uh, you know, that dehydrated you know, food. 
You know, this fucking guy has a bunker like like in that latest Rambo movie, just caves and caverns and, <laughs> you know, 5,000 MREs, you know, just, just sitting around waiting for the for the uh, implosion of society to right, come. Of course. He's ready. There he is. So funny. Well, good on Alex. I'm glad he's not going to eat his neighbors. Yeah. I'm happy about that. I am. What is this video? The fuck is that? <laughs> what is he doing? I don't know. Losing his shit. Uh, <laughs> calm down, Alex. Take it easy, dude. Yeah. All right. One more story before we cut out of here. All right. Uh, Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Another guy who's, you know, notorious, has a lot of money. Yeah. Another douche. Yeah. Right. It, you know, the last time we kind of covered him a little bit was that when he was having that Twitter war with that uh, that marine diver guy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Who, the guy who, in like, Malaysia. Or yeah, something. they went to save those kids in that underground cavern. Yeah. And and that uh, he, he was uh, calling that diver some kind of a whack yeah we called him a faggot or some kind of whack-ass name yep because he wouldn't use his little submarine thing that he offered right well anyway elon musk's series of bizarre tweets Mm -hmm. wiped 13 billion dollars off of tesla's share price (laughs) wow wow that's got to hurt a little bit, even if you are Elon Musk. Yeah. In a series of tweets, the entrepreneur says he is selling almost all physical possessions and will own no house. Why? Let's find out. About $13 billion was wiped off of Tesla's shares after chief executive Elon Musk tweeted that the electric car company's stock price was too high. Yeah, I'm sure his investors loved hearing that. Yeah. In a series of other tweets, Mr. Musk, 48, also said he was selling almost all physical possessions and will own no house. If he wants to drop a quick million in my bank account, I'll happily take it. Sure. Just want back half a million. Right. Half a million would be perfect. Yeah. I'm greedy. He added his girlfriend was mad at me. Yeah, because she fucking obviously latched onto him because he had billions. Yeah. Hey, fuck yeah, she's mad at you. Yeah. The subsequent 9% drop in Tesla's share price erased erased about $3 billion from Mr. Musk's own stake. Nevertheless, they remain almost 50% up from the start of April. Wow. The Wall Street... What was that? I said for Teslas. Yeah. Is that because of the car? Or is it because of something else he's doing? Uh, well, I, I think it just basically has to do with the technology. Okay. The Wall Street Journal said Mr. Musk responded to an email asking whether he was joking or whether his tweet was vetted by saying no. <laughs> It is not the first time Mr. Musk has sent provocative tweets. Mm-hmm. 
In April 2019, he posted, my Twitter is pretty much complete nonsense at this point. Right. In August of 2018, he tweeted that he had secured funding to possibly take Tesla private. It led to a fraud case by the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, which Mr. Musk settled by agreeing to pay $20 million. Wow. And have a Tesla lawyer pre-screen his tweets with important information about the company. <laughs> so this guy's just off the chain. Yeah. Sounds like this guy should fucking send that guy over to Donnie Trump's fucking house too. Yeah. To, to help him with his tweeting problem. Right. The latest posts on social media are not only controversy. Mr. Musk has found himself in this week. He described the coronavirus lockdown as forcibly imprisoning people in their homes and fascists. Well, why is that? Why is that controversial? Because it's not, it's not following the narrative. Yeah, but, but that is really the truth. Well, yeah, but truth doesn't matter. It's narrative. Oh, narrative. I'm sorry. But, 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 but that is really, and if you look at our constitution and look at, uh, what this country was founded on, uh, in, in reality, he's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but that doesn't matter because that's not what they're preaching. And he's been allowed to make a lot of money and he, he should be follow. He should be towing the line. Yeah, exactly. You know, better. <laughs> Mr. Musk said he did not know when Tesla could resume production in California and called the state's stay at home order, a serious risk to the business. Yeah, no shit. It's everywhere. Yeah. He added, thanks a lot. (laughs) He added to say that they cannot leave their house and they will be arrested if they do is just fascist. I don't, who's saying that? He did. No, but nobody's, nobody's being arrested for leaving their house. Well, Gavin Newsom uh, basically is saying that, uh, you know, if you are not doing something essential that you could be arrested. Really? Yeah, really. God. So is me driving to the gas station to get a, a like a two liter of Coke? Is that essential? No, it, it would not be. So am I breaking the law? No, you're, there's not a law. It's just the, the, the order that's in place, hmm. which again, this is the reason why it's oppressive and fascist because you, we, we as a, Americans have the right to move freely. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I, I'm, completely oblivious to this because i have paid i honest to god i'm not even joking i have paid no attention to this i've just continued to live my life without any change and i and i i i didn't realize i could be stopped and told that no how dare you go out and get a sandwich well again uh my nephew who basically had been laid off in indiana for two weeks Mm -hmm. his company issued them letters to carry in their cars to indicate that they are quote unquote essential workers in case they get stopped. Hmm. Oh, I I would hope if I was ever stopped, I would be smart enough to say I'm on my way to the grocery store. (laughs) Well, what, what this is being compared to for a lot of people is that if you were to get stopped and it's like, well, where are you going? It's like, Mm -hmm. well, it's really none of your business. And it's just like, well, is this an essential trip? Are you supposed to be out of the house? And 
you know, over in Pennsylvania, I think some girl over there got arrested or got uh, detained or something because she was just out, quote unquote, joyriding. Right. And she got pulled over and stopped and she got arrested because she wasn't doing something that was considered essential. Right. And it's just like, you know, it's my it's my right as an American citizen to move freely. So were you breaking the law today when you were running? Well, I don't think my my state is under that kind of strict lockdown. Oh, okay. It's a state to state thing. Okay. Um This is not democratic. This is not freedom. Give people back their goddamn freedom, he wrote. Yeah, pal. Yeah. But in in California especially because uh you know you know there was like one one surfer out on the ocean by himself mm-hmm. and he got arrested can't be giving those dolphins the covid nearly exactly it's like what are you doing out here well i'm surfing you're not allowed out here uh, can't have any sharks getting sick because of you right so so you know people have gotten arrested for you know just being out of their house hmm. was unaware yeah so, you know, again, I regardless of how, you know, batshit nutty Elon Musk comes off, he does make mm-hmm. a couple of good points. Well, has to make some good points. He couldn't just be completely batshit crazy and make billions. Yeah, of course. All right. Well, we do have a little more time. And mm-hmm. I'll wrap this up with uh, since we've been talking about relationships and divorces and shit like that okay uh are are you aware that uh the um the uh former chicago bears quarterback jay cutler and his wife are divorcing no but he's married to somebody famous too isn't he uh, like, her name is Kristen cavallari Kristen cavallari yeah yeah well they're they're getting divorced yeah, he's out of football now, so he's of no use to her. Well, no, but he he's the one who's divorcing her. Oh, really? Yeah, he just she she was blindsided by this. He just more or less said, "Yeah, fuck it, bitch, you're out." And probably just like when he played football, didn't make a, a single facial expression at all. <laughs> he just like, yep, "You're you're out of here. See you later." Right. Well, anyway, Kristen Cavalieri claims estranged husband Jay Cutler is preventing her from buying a new house with her own money unless she agrees to share joint custody with him, according to a filing uh, obtained by People. Okay. The retired NFL player filed for divorce on April 21st. Cavalieri, 33, is asking for full custody of their son, Camden and Jackson and daughter Sailor while Cutler 37 is requesting joint custody. Yeah. Fuck her. Why the fuck should she get full custody? It's not like he can't afford fucking to take care of kids part-time. Right. Fuck this bitch. I hate her already. (laughs) In her filing, the reality star confirms she and Cutler who tied the knot in 2013. So they banged out what four kids. Yeah. Sounds like it. Why would you destroy? Why would you destroy a chick's body like that? Banging out four kids in what uh, six years? 
Because apparently he knew he was going to get rid of her. Every 18 months, she was banging out a new kid. Yeah, well, now that he's got that, that uterus good and worked out, he's fucking <laughs> booting it. In her filing, the reality star confirms she and Cutler, who tied the knot in 2013, have issues of the last several years. According to documents, Cavalieri began looking for a new home as early as November of 2019, and she said Cutler did not object to her doing so. Well, mm -hmm. yeah, you can look all you want, bitch. I'm not paying for it. Yeah. And don't want to hear about that's your money. Yeah. Because I guarantee you, you're going to be asking for some of mine. Right. You know, she's going to be looking for And he made a lot of money, too, didn't he? Make the, like, he was one of those $100 million guys. I'm sure he was. He was right up there with, like, Ben Roethlisberger and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in March, um, she said that they realized the attempt to reconcile was not working and knew a divorce was inevitable. Yeah. Once they returned home from their family trip to the Bahamas and were social distancing together in a home outside of Nashville... Cavalieri said she told Cutler she had found a new house for herself and their children. This, the settlement negotiations were not going well, and she decided she would need to move out, but she claims Cutler refused to release the money from their joint account as leverage in their custody battle. Yeah. Yeah, because you're trying to steal his kids, you whore. Yeah. You know, this whole, why in the fuck... I, unless there's something about he's beating his kids or something, there is no reason for him not to have half custody of his kids. Right. That's fucking ridiculous. Cavalieri said Cutler told her his attorney was going to tell their business manager to not release the funds, which she claimed as Cutler's idea of punishing her for not accepting his offer of a settlement, according to the filing. Well, what's his settlement? Is this, uh, is is what she's not accepting money, or is it that she won't let him see his kids? Yeah, she wants full custody. Fuck off, you fucking MTV cum hole. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Cavalieri insists she has the ne necessary resources to buy the property in Franklin, Tennessee in cash. Where did you get all that cash? From her MTV thing, but fuck. Yeah. It still goes to the fucking point of no, you don't because you fucking signed paperwork to make it that he's got the the control of it. Right. So no, you don't. So fuck off. And oh, I hate or I hate her. <laughs> I hate any, any time, uh, unless you're going to read me something that says, you know, he was arrested last year for punching his kid in the face or something. She's a cunt for trying to take his kids. Right. Period. End of story. There's no possible... And she's bitching. Well, he won't give me what I want. Yeah, well, you're taking his fucking kids. You're lucky he doesn't put a bullet in your fucking skull. <laughs> Bitch. Um, she signed a contract for the home on April 27th, but the next day, according to the filing, Cutler attempted to intimidate her into accepting his parenting plan, telling her he would block her access to the money and refuse to uh, move out of their current house unless she agreed to his request. Seems about right to me. What's but, he supposed to do? Just say, okay, here, take my fucking kids. Oh, and take a bunch of money too. Yeah. yeah. He's using what little leverage he has. Yes. Cunt face. I realize she's hot as fuck, but you know what? That hotness is turned into ugliness by trying to steal anybody's kids. Right. You don't take anybody's fucking kids. 
I don't care how hot she is. She's a cunt. <laughs> the new documents also confirm that the two are currently swapping time at home with the kids three days at a time. Uh, when he filed for divorce, Cutler cited irrecon- irreconcilable differences, while Cavalieri cited both irreconcilable differences and inappropriate marital conduct. In her divorce response, Cavalieri claimed Cutler is guilty of such inappropriate marital conduct as renders further cohabitation unsafe and improper. Fuck is he doing? She didn't say. I'd like to know what she's doing. Well, that'll come out. Cavalieri and Cutler have been discussing a split for some time. They have had a divorce talk back and forth for a while, a source uh, previously reported. They didn't want to get a divorce because of the kids. Kristen has been very torn about it when she realized that it just wasn't possible for them to stay married. Her focus was on keeping things amicable. Yeah. Doesn't sound like it. She's trying to take the fucking kids. Right. And, and, and the money. Yeah. That doesn't sound amicable at all. Amicable for her. Yeah. She gets everything she wants and he just gets fucking nothing. (laughs) Fuck off. Yeah. Bitches. Yeah. I threw my, I threw that football. I got my body beaten and battered for years on the football field. And you're just going to walk away with the kids and the money. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. How many of those touchdown passes did you make? Yeah, exactly. Oh, what's that? How much of your bitching week to week made me throw those interceptions that I shouldn't have thrown? (laughs) How much of those, how much of those bad moods that you put me in cost me to lose the game? Yeah, exactly. I really never had a concussion. I just had a headache from dealing with you, you bitch. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up. All right. Let's we're, go. We're going to get out of here. So, uh, do we, you like this, this, this video thing better? Well, it looks good. I mean, it sounds, yeah, I uh, like it. I got to like see it. how the, uh, end result looks. Yeah. The end result's pretty nice. It's very Rogan esque. All right. That's all we need. We need better and gooder. Yep, more gooder, more gooder. Yeah, so subscribe to our CMS TV, you cheap bitches. Yeah, fucks. Seven bucks a month. You can afford yeah. it. You can stare yeah. at me and Chris like mental patients. Yeah, you got stimulus money, you fucking poor bastard. Spend some <laughs> of it. How many subscribers do we actually have? Do you know? <laughs> Not many. 12, 15, 20? <laughs> we do this week after week for 12 people. Yeah. I do it because I'm learning how to do this shit. So right. I, I get it for other things, but, but yeah, yeah, we're not, we're, we're, we're not making any money. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Well, sign up and subscribe. You cheap bastards. Yeah. Pricks. <laughs> we do this free week after week and we can't even get anybody to. Well, you know, everybody said, Oh, if you guys get offer something that we can buy, we'll buy it. Yeah. 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 yeah whatever. All 12 of you did. Thanks. <laughs> 12 out of our 40,000. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Lying pieces of shit. <laughs> All right. I'll let you pick the departing tune. All right. I am going to go. What do I want to hear? Um, Blood Luxury by Whitesnake. Okay. All right. That would be from Saints and Sinners. All right. Got it. All right. All right. We'll play that and we'll get out of here. So, uh, 
Anyway, everybody have a safe and enjoyable week. Want to thank our good friend James Curl for calling in tonight and pick up his uh, doc and book into the fire available on Amazon and any book outlets. It's available now. So go check it out and uh, we're going to get out of here. We will be back next Saturday night. We'll do this thing all over again. So yep. until next Saturday, this is Neely along with my very good friend. Chris Egan. And we're gone. Bye, kitties. <laughs>